record. We are now. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, we just had a really fruitful conversation that went nowhere. I mean, like, not nowhere, but it went everywhere. Just it wasn't recorded. <laughs> yeah, it went everywhere. We're about to go again. Yeah. Um, welcome to Out on an Island. <laughs> yeah. Episode I'm- six, episode seven. Do you have titular lyrics for this week? Uh, there was something about like a dude being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Who can think of anything else this week? Honestly, um, we promise we'll come up for with a fun lyrical title for you guys. But you know, let's let's get right into current events this week. Let's talk about what's going on because holy shit, right? Yeah. So um, this week, the SCOTUS draft got leaked. And this is like my, I, there's been such a fire because this is like my big um, cause of activism. Um, When Donald Trump got elected, like the mister couldn't understand why I was so upset. And I was like, you don't understand like the threat to bodily autonomy this can do. And he was like, well, what can I do? And I was like, you can get me a card and tell me that everything will always be okay. And I will always have bodily autonomy in in our home. And so that's exactly what he did. He bought me a card. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he drew a little picture. He's like, I'm so sorry about Trump. And like, these are the lasting effects of having, having him in office the first time. And now like, like now he's, you know, running again and it's just kind of a fucked situation. Um, No, I mean, I think, you know, what I really want to talk about right now is just like, I want everybody to realize that I think, okay, so the biggest thing that I want to talk about while we're talking about bodily autonomy and we're talking about, you know, the shit show uh, with abortions that's going down right now is I would like to remind everybody that, like, women are not the only people that abortions help. (laughs) You know what I mean? For For every man out there who also does not want the responsibility of being a parent. Um, that's really huge. Also, not to mention the fact that, like, they're also trying to, you know, like, uh, like ectopic pregnancies and stuff like that. Like, those abortions are also going to be illegal. And, like, that is harmful to your life. Like, so, <laughs> like, that, I want to remind everybody that, like, there's so much more at stake here than just, you know, the day and night issue of whether abortions are legal or not like all the parameters that surround this are so severe and like i saw a really good meme earlier today that was like tell me i was overreacting in november 2016 now you know so that's how i feel about it (laughs) that's a really good meme um so i i do want to add a couple more things so my uh Doctoral research was on how uh, information on social media impacts marginalized communities and the marginalized community that I looked at is voluntarily childless women. So um, what this ban does is um, it continues to or this if we repeal Roe versus Wade and turn it back over to the states to make the decision. Um, We're creating uh, socioeconomic barriers to success by forcing people to maintain the life of another person. And um, 
like pay child support if they don't want the kids. Um, we're putting people through emotional trauma um, without any sort of universal health care or mental health services. Um, we're also forcing more kids to be born in like poorer areas uh, because most commonly um, it's socioeconomically disadvantaged people who, you know, want to have, uh, well, not want to have, but, um, you know, need access, protected access to safe legal abortions. And um, without, you know, when we are literally creating more people without food for those people or schools for those people. Or just or, a future in general, just a yeah. future. <laughs> yeah, I mean... If we can't even, like, you know, we know at this point about 1.4 billion people stand to lose their homes by 2060 because sea level rises. If this is the right time to be making the decision based on some kind of antiquated religious, like, ideologies about whether or not a fetus is a human at six weeks old, um, this is this is the wrong time. This is if there was ever a right time, I don't even think that's true. But this is definitely the wrong time to try to tell people that they need to have more kids. And I think a lot of this really spans from the fact that like birth rates are dropping all over the world. And I think it's because, well, more educated people uh, don't want to have kids and are choosing to walk different paths or uh you know, I think people make the responsible decision not to have kids based on the trajectory of the world. And um, so I wonder if this is some kind of way of like curving that because I mean, they I, I was reading a few articles like not too long ago about how, you know, like the lower end birth rates is going to affect the economy drastically. But like, yeah, the economy as is not the economy. Like, it seems like we can rework the economy. It doesn't seem like we can rework social um, like fabric right now, especially, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, there's yeah. everything. Yeah. And so voluntarily childless women around the world, you know, they, uh, many of them still experience persecution, negative reactions on their disclosure, uh, their decision to disclose remaining childless. And 30% of the people in my initial survey, I think it was something, it was something like 36% or something, indicated like threats of uh, violence. They received threats of violence for their decision to remain childless. So, you know, we don't traditionally think of um voluntarily childless folks as a marginalized community, but they totally are. And they are, uh, you know, treated negatively and persecuted for their decision in a lot of places. It's amazing. Like, you know, obviously in the age of social media, like every, everything is being represented by like clips or like memes or like, you know, and like, I think really literally the best one that I saw that is like so well representative of like this whole situation and how I feel about it was like a pie chart that was like reasons women have abortions and like, it was like a bunch of different colors and like different like sections, but all of them say none of your business. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it, guys. Like after everything that we just went through, especially with the COVID pandemic, like why do you fucking care you know what i mean like if it doesn't directly affect you why do you care stop caring like 
it's just amazing. Human beings are such curious little creatures when we're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And, and my question too, then is also not only why do you care, but like, why does literally the minority of the country because of gerrymandering, you know, um, yeah. and, and backhanded bullshit, like withholding seats on the Supreme court get to make this monumental decision on other people's literal actual bodies. And why not, was it? Oh God, not just, <laughs> that's the thing though, too, is like, if you're taking away my right to decide about my body, you know, then like, and like, especially like my like private areas of my body, you know what I mean? Then like, how do you even call me a human being? If you, you know what I mean? Like how much of a human being do I get to do? If I can't tell you what you have to do with your dick, but you can tell me what I have to do with my uterus. You know what I mean? Like there's no equality there. <laughs> no, there's um, no, it's only policing. It's only policing. And like policing in an age where it's like, you know, we're from where we live is a socially disadvantaged population um in a lot of ways i mean there's a lot of rich there's a lot of poor it's a really big uh divide in wealth class here but about 99.9 percent .9 of the people that i grew up with who have kids are no longer with the fathers of those children and probably broke up with them before the child was born you know what i mean and that's not to say that all of these kids are not successful you know children or that they're not successful parents but I, I do think that a good amount of them probably would have done this over, you know what I mean? Decided to have kids later, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't have to, like, doing something out of being forced or out of fear of persecution or any of those things, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you even call that humanity, you know? Like, I would struggle, I would struggle to even call that humanity anymore. That's just like, that just makes it seem like men are human and women's are possessions of men. Yeah, which strangely is like what it was in the Constitution. So I think, so I read the first 10 pages of the draft. Um, it's a 98 page document. You can find it <laughs> on Politico. Um, I know, 98 pages of just like, so basically what they're saying is the decision was unconstitutional. Um, and I, the decision in Roe versus Wade is a moot issue because having abortions is not in the Constitution. But um, there's a couple different places where I feel like that argument is uh, lacking, I guess. Um, so, yeah, like abortions aren't explicitly stated but neither is like a woman's value. And in fact, you know, like um, slaves were not even a whole person. So any, you know, African-American person would still be considered not a full person. So is that literally where they want to go, like repealing the 19th Amendment? And the other thing is like access to abortion allows women to pursue life, liberty and happiness, forcing women to have children that either the man or the woman or sometimes both don't want is limiting the ability to pursue life liberty and happiness and you know there th that's creating more barriers to upward mobility again like this is just like a political like i definitely 
I feel like it's how to keep power, you know, in how to keep consolidated power. I can't even. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like when, when you, I mean, if we're, if we're going to go that route also, you know, we really need to think about the fact that like, okay, so we're going to make like, if you, we want to police these kinds of issues, then like, why aren't we policing at what point child support starts? If a fetus at six weeks old is officially a child and it becomes murdered, then where is the child's support from that point? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why is it so easy? Why is it such a, a ro- rotating door for men to be able to walk in and out of these relationships and these responsibilities, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just feel like it's it's we get down into the issue of like religious persecution because like, what is the, what is the reasoning other than like the religious stigma, right. Of like, like what is the argument? I just don't, I haven't heard a single valid argument beyond like, well, it's in the Bible, you know? And like, yeah. So that um, to me is a conflict of freedom of worship. Yeah. Which is. Because you're, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that is one of the four essential freedoms that Americans are promised. You know, uh, I think it's freedom of speech, freedom from fear, freedom from want, and freedom of worship. And, like, also, like, where's my freedom from fear if somebody has the power to dictate my body? And not somebody, but somebody who doesn't even share my anatomy. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's just bizarre, dude. It's just crazy. Yeah. And then like, so then it's like, okay, so if we take, we talked a little bit about Texas a while ago and like how they're doing like Sue's valence, which is um, uh, how, you know, we uh, surveil each other in. So we talked about the panopticon, which is the idea that we are all watching each other. Right. And so what Mm -hmm. they did was they basically made community policing for anyone. And and they did this, they, they tried to do this for abortions too. Right. Um, for anyone that is assisting uh, trans kids or trans kids' parents or anything, and then they were doing this, this the same thing with abortion, even if you cross state lines, you know? So, like, how is that, like, are it, the states that are going to, like, the limits that, the lengths that states will go to, to, like, have people police each other does create a fierce society. And it also like reinforces these social norms and rules that maybe people don't agree with just because they don't want to die. Like this is some fucking handmaid's tale shit, you know, like, yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you know, this is, and like, you know, we obviously it's in our tagline, you know, like the concepts of feminism are big to both of us, but like to anybody listening who maybe doesn't have as strong as a concept of feminism, like look at what is happening. Like this is a story that is thousands of years old and it's happening again. Like, and it keeps happening. Like don't stop letting people tell you that you are less than them. You know, it's just, uh, it's just wild. Like not even people stop letting men tell you you're less than them. You have been working your ass off for thousands of years. And, um, 
just like the sheer idea that like this can be trampled you know like this isn't even a discussion that's the worst part is like the way that this is going down like this there's nothing even like there's no democratic process here there's no anything this is just like a hammer falling on like on especially like a lifestyle that like women over the past like you know 30 years have become comfortable with you know the idea that that if I get raped and there's a child involved, that I do not have to have this child, you know? Like, how are you going to take that away from somebody? Oof. Oof. I know, it's so fucked up. There are so many, like, so many facets. Um, I guess, you know, I've been kind of open about my abortion stories um, before, uh, but now I feel like, uh, like the desire or whatever to be even like more open about them. So I'm going to share mine. Um, I had two abortions. Um, They were both um, the medically induced abortions. Um, The first one was I got pregnant at 17 because I changed my birth control and uh, my dude and I had broken up and he was going off to college, but we were still like banging, you know, like, because you know how relationships are. And like, he was paying for my birth control. He knew I was on birth control. This was not anything kind of manipulative. And like, you know, it just wasn't the right time for either of us to have an abortion. I already knew at that, I mean, to have a child. And I already knew at that point that I never wanted kids pretty much. I mean, I would have had his babies. I don't know. What's kind of a mindfuck is I would have had my mistress babies when I still had a uterus if we had gotten accidentally pregnant, but I wouldn't have wanted to have babies. So that's like this weird. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, we collectively decided he's going away to college. I am just starting my senior year in high school. Um, this is not the right time for either of us to have kids. And uh, so we collectively decided to have an abortion. His parents helped us pay for it. Um, I told my parents months later because I had a vein abscess and they thought I was doing heroin, but they told me if I ever got pregnant, I would have to have the kid. And so I could, I didn't feel safe telling them because you can't force me to have a, a kid, you know, like, um, and so my my vein had abscessed and they thought I I had track marks. So I told them, no, I had an abortion. Um, and uh, so that's the, the first one. And then the second one, also, I had changed my birth control again because, you know, women's bodies are changing and evolving throughout the course of their entire lives. And mm-hmm. what worked for you at one point might not work for you later. And I got pregnant again. And um, I had a friend help me because, you know, by that point, it was just like, no, this cannot happen. And like, like the thought of having kids in those moments has always been so emotionally devastating that like I cease to function on a lot of levels because like it's like and it's not like. Like it's like how. It's so devastating. I can't even explain like and so an abortion, although, you know, it's sad and like some people think it's sad. Some people don't think it's sad. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, And 
whatever emotions you feel in those moments are valid emotions, but your choice is also still valid. Like nobody should be forced to have an abortion, but nobody should be forced to have a kid either, especially because like then you're you two people are responsible for raising a human being like that's kind of a big responsibility. Yeah, sure. And I mean, most of the time it's not two people, you know. And uh, most of the time, it's just the woman. <laughs> yeah, it falls so heavily on women's shoulders. To and I mean, even in marriages, you know, the amount I feel like that women do, and this isn't for everybody's marriage, but like you know, in the average idea, the ad- average like concept of a marriage, like y- women are like expected to be like the load bearer of like the entire fucking relationship. You know what I mean? And like. Just because like uh, maternal instincts come naturally to women doesn't mean that you have to constantly be taking care of somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, and if you are actively making the choice not to have children because you do not want to live up to that stereotype of women and somebody is forcing you to, I mean, you know, dude, like not everybody has the mom gene. It's just not just because somebody has a vagina does not make somebody a good mother. And I think we've seen that time and time again, you know? And so if you are actively making the decision not to have children because you feel like you're not going to be a good mother, then like that is the right choice. That is the least selfish choice. You know what I mean? Because if you're just going to be a shit mom, if you're going to have a kid, kid that you don't care about, that you're not striving to give the best that you can give to every day, then what the fuck is the point in having the kid? Yeah. Um, it's just bizarre because like, I I do want to keep bringing this scope back to men and like the lack of responsibility, because there is such a lack of responsibility, you know what I mean? Like just on a societal level. Um, like I said, if we're like, if we're going to ask the questions and let's ask the questions, you know what I mean? Like, let's like, I know that they'll go after, you know, men for child support pretty heavily, but like, is that enough? Is that the same thing as giving up your entire fucking life to raise a child that you didn't necessarily want? And like, even so, they can finagle their way out of child support. You can't yeah. finagle your way out of being a mother unless you're going to like, I know there's so many people who are saying choose adoption. There's too many kids not being adopted. That's yeah. not a solution. <laughs> you know. No. No. And I mean, so I do want to stress that right now we're talking about heteronormative relationship dynamics. Um, You know, we can't speak from experience on other relationship dynamics, but like, um, you know, in, in like, it's a lot harder for same sex couples to have kids um just biologically but then also financially and if they're trying to adopt like the barriers that countries have on um on having like uh on adopting kids is is really high and there's a high high monetary cost unless you know you find a donor or a surrogate who just will give you bodily fluid or or womb space you know uh free it's you know like i i don't even know how they must be feeling and i feel kind of bad about that but i've been really like uh kind of like 
other places. So like if yeah. you are in a same sex, uh, a same sex relationship, or if you're bi, trans, uh, lesbian or gay, and you want to share your thoughts or experiences, like we will more than happily like listen, read whatever you say, like on our Instagram and like, we support you and your, your feelings through this too. I know that it's bringing up for a lot of people like, um, uh, repealing same-sex marriage or uh, one of my co-workers reached out to me today about do you think they'll come for loving and um, loving uh, versus whoever I forget who it is um, they that is the uh, the the court case that made interracial marriage legal and like you're in an interracial marriage and I am in an interracial marriage many, many other people are in interracial marriages and they're like, do you think this is, you know, like something that's going to be repealed? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, those kinds of fears, like, I think <laughs> I would love to say that I think that those kinds of fears are jumping the gun. Um, I don't anymore. But, you know, like, um, it's amazing because, like, I was born and raised in Hawaii and, being mixed race here, we've mentioned, you know, prior is the norm. So I never saw myself in, you know, um, in, in a mixed race situation, like a, yeah. especially like a bi, like a biracial marriage, you know? Um, and like, I feel like the world kind of is like shoving that mirror in my face, you know, which is really interesting because that didn't happen until I was a lot older and um until i started working for people with a lot of money <laughs> they were actually the first people to point it out to me you know um and i just but like you know i i feel like it's the same with being a woman though you know like I, my entire life because i was born in the you know early 90s and lived through that place in history and that position in line was pretty well respected as far as like my female freedoms went, you know, um, pretty well protected. I don't know if I said respect or not, uh, but they were, you know, and then like now, like pretty much like November, 2016, like things got real and they continue to get real <laughs> over the next four years. But like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's now it's like the world is holding a mirror to everybody and saying, look at this thing that you are, you know what I mean? Like, look at, look, because that's how they see you. Um, like, uh, and it's just like very, very strange and very uncomfortable to suddenly be these things and not be just dis. a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like suddenly all of these things are happening that could affect me in myself in my life that I have no control over and I've never met the people who are trying to control them. And I don't, you know what I mean? It's all very strange. It's like, it's, it's subhuman. It feels subhuman. Yeah. Um, when there's just like, it's like, there's just a mean fucking kid with a magnifying glass and there's like little ants, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's just a weird situation. Um, but, you know, I, I want to just circle back real quick and say, you know, with the uh, experiences of same-sex couples or polyamorous couples or 
uh, yeah, please do. Please do tell us about your experience and what this is like for you, because I think that's an important conversation. And if we're going to have the conversations, let's have the fucking conversations, you know? Yeah. Um, because I think we could all stand to be a little better educated on who people are as people and not as uh, labels or stereotypes. Yeah. Um one that brought up one final thought from my doctoral research. Um, so it looked at like changing perceptions of family, right? So um, the first question I asked people is like, oh, what do you think of when you hear the word family? And so like people described it to me and then it was like, what is your ideal concept of family or like what can family look like? And so the one of the main takeaways is that family is a unit as small as two beings and those beings don't even both have to be people, you know? So it can mm-hmm. be a person and their animal is a family, like a person and their pet. It could be a person and a kid. It That is a family, you know, it's not, it's so much more now. And like, you know, polyamory, um, can be a whole bunch of people that like are romantically involved and have relationships with each other and they're raising one kid. Um, There's also a group of people who just are friends and love being together that can raise a kid too. And that is also a family. Like people are thinking about family way differently. And so this is so limiting also to people's, you know, freedoms and values of, like developing the family that they want to have like and whatever you know, a lot of like. the time like what is really best for the child in question right because like a fucking nuclear family so to speak like is not necessarily the best way to raise children like there's lots of arguments to say that same-sex couples have a much better longevity um rate you know in staying together than straight couples do you know, um, yeah. extremely successful in raising children, you know what I mean? Because they actually want them and they have to pursue having them, <laughs> you know, and it's not just a fucking mistake from a broken condom. So it's like, you know, you can't even speak to like, what is best, you know, anymore, because like, if anything, like, all the logistics show us is that like, even heteronormal like couples are kind of shit shows <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? when it comes to families like um and so it's it's just everyone's trying to like i mean not everybody but like this this whole supreme court decision is trying to shove everybody into one box and say this is humanity and this is what humanity looks like but i can guarantee you that like they have no concept of what that looks like all of these people are highly educated. All of these people had every opportunity in life to succeed. You don't get to be a Supreme Court judge by not having an opportunity or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, how do you get to decide what is best? You know what I mean? Like, how, why, like, instilling that power when you have no frame of reference for, oh, it's so scary. <laughs> Yeah. And so what they're uh, what they're saying is that they never had the power to decide that that should be up to the states and the people that live in the states. And I feel like even that without this umbrella protection, people will be enforcing laws on 
on other people that that do limit to what what people think is best for other people and like one thing I always come back to, I feel like this is another, I feel like I've said this like so many times on this podcast, I feel so bad and maybe I haven't, but I feel like I have just like, you know, a liberal scope. There's still room for your view of what family is, you know, whereas if you just want your scope to be what is, there is no room for any other any anything else you know like there is room for you under the liberal umbrella but there is no room for anyone else under your umbrella it's like different sizes of umbrellas i think one thing that is important to remember too is when like as we get into this discussion as a country about abortion people should really anybody listening do your homework on the history of abortion because you yeah. would be surprised to understand or to find out that like the man who invented or I guess co-invented oral contraceptive, um, I can't think of his name right now, but we will post it in the show notes, uh, came from an insanely Catholic background. And he wanted to do this research to help all of the women who were coming in that had several kids already and just could not afford to feed another kid it was done as an act of charity you know and like when i listened to this interview with this man he was saying um he used a quote from scripture that was like the reason that he decided that he wanted to develop an oral contraceptive and i believe it was um something something to the effect of you do not like leave your brothers and sisters to suffer and like he was like and like watching these women come in was just leaving them to suffer when i had an idea or like the ability to remedy this for them you know to end this suffering and then even abortions themselves there was an underground circle of people um I don't remember what state this is. I like once again, uh, I'll we'll post these facts in the show notes. But um, th- that was a church group that were running underground abortions in, I believe, like the sixties and seventies, um, and they were doing it for that exact same reason because you don't you don't just leave people to suffer, you know. So even by their own logic, even by that own religious like scope, it it's apparent that like when somebody is suffering like why would you force suffering onto them you know and like that's exactly what we're talking about here right now is like (laughs) and oh my god after everything that we just lived through like are the politicians the people that you fucking trust to make that you know what i mean like state by state like i saw matt gates posting shit about it like this pedophile motherfucker we're letting this guy have a platform to talk about this like (laughs) holy shit you know like why why the fuck it but i mean i guess it is if anything it's indicative of a system that's extremely broken um and for anybody who does care it's like action it's time for action you know what i mean like if you're not actively involved in trying to make changes in these uh in these like issues then you're kind of blowing it like 
you know, it's kind of like you don't believe in the devil, devil believes in you kind of situation, right? Like fucking mm-hmm. if you're not being active to fight it, they're certainly active in trying to control. So it's time, I think, you know, and I guess that's one silver lining about this is like it's a big enough kick in the fucking dick, <laughs> you know, or vagina or whatever you have so that makes you just want to say something to do something, you know, and the outrage that has been seen over like the past 48 hours has been pretty beautiful from all walks of life, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are also happy as clams with the decision that are being made. Those people have too much fucking free time, I think, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> not enough or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dead fucking happy, though. Yeah. So I think that's a good segue into our topic today. Um, yeah. Uh, two. Yeah, so this, we just want to take some time to um, continue keeping the focus on women and like shouting out different organizations um, that are helping women. Yeah, I mean, you know, from from the get go, I think, you know, this week we had different intentions, but given uh given everything that's happening we really wanted to take the time to keep it this episode current and to really you know stand with our fellow women who are are feeling this panic and this outrage and um you know just give give voice to the fact that like <laughs> just i think the whole collective like question right now is just what the fuck (laughs) right like what the fuck yeah what the (laughs) fuck um i saw a great meme and it it was so simple and it was just like does anyone know what the fuck and like that's literally how i'm feeling like that's literally how i'm feeling um so like i guess some of the things that are worth mentioning is that you know the practice of abortions were something that women could do um like through self like women could do self-induced abortions and there were even medical pamphlets that they would get from medical professionals about how to do self-induced abortions until like i think it was the mid or late 1800s and um like there uh was then you know standardized contraception um and so this dude i feel like i'm gonna just have to get out the passage and reread it from my um reread it from my dissertation but this dude did some shit um (laughs) and it was it was basically just like a like not a publicity stunt but like kind of yeah i'm just gonna have to read it for my dissertation right now um what like organization do you have an organization in mind that you want to like bring attention to i mean you know there's so many that do cool things um you know there's the big ones like the global fund for women um i'm sorry oh yeah go ahead 
Oh, <laughs> who, you know, just um, have been working for a long time with women and girls and support women who I believe their mission statement is to amplify the courageous work of women who are building social movements and challenging the status quo, <laughs> you know, um, and there's, there's just, there's endless amounts of, you know, good organizations out there that fight for women. One thing that I did want to talk about uh, while we're talking about like pamphlets and stuff for at-home abortions is let's talk about the, the like very serious fact that like there is no such thing as an illegal abortion or because there's only safe abortions, right? Yeah. Because people, this has been, this, this is so brutal, but like, you know, this has been a problem for so long. Like women are not going to stop not wanting kids. And like the desperation is only going to grow. So like you fucking trying to put your hand like on that pulse and control, you know, like what is being done in somebody's personal life. Like it doesn't even fucking make sense. Like we know that coat hanger abortions were a big problem the first, you know, fucking half of the century. <laughs> like, why the fuck? You know, like, why, what do they think is going to happen? That's like my big question here is like, yeah. why are we not proposing better? Um, like, if, if you're going to put a stop to something, then you need to like open new avenues, right? Like if you want to say abortions aren't legal anymore, then you need to say that vasectomies are free. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't we providing solutions that combat old problems? Because all you're doing by making abortions illegal is making abortions dangerous. They're going to keep happening. Yeah. So, okay, so, like, in the 1800s, um, you know, not only could women do self-induced abortions, but they also had um, regulated reproduction um, contraceptives, so, like, spermicides, uh, synthetic condoms, diaphragms, and also medical abortions. And then in 1873, um, this dude... Uh, became very offended and like by by the amount of information because this was freely given by you know it appeared in magazines how to you know uh, get abortions and have access to um, like contraceptives Uh, it was in magazines it was in mailers it was uh, given out by doctors and so this dude was very offended by the access to information and he created an act um you know he campaigned like hella hard and stuff and so um the comstock act and complementary state laws known as comstock laws became passed and they impacted access to information of not just um not just contraceptives and abortions but like anything that people deemed like inappropriate or illicit like so you couldn't be this information um couldn't be mailed and it couldn't be advertised if it was deemed obscene. And so this was like the big thing is that the information 
just this dude thought that the information about how to protect yourself and your family was obscene. And that's the whole reason we have laws against abortions. Yeah. I mean, you know, the wildest part too is that it's, it, it all starts from just some fucking jackass's idea, you know, like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Kellogg's like situation uh, or General Mills. I think we're also doing the same thing, but uh, I believe it was the man who started Kellogg's cereal was a, um, I believe it was a Seventh Day Adventist. I could yeah. be wrong about that, but you know they were fucking putting saltpeter in their cereals to stop kids from jerking off, like. And like he didn't want kids to be sexually active, like, and that's like what a weird fucking thing to care about. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what a strange like it feels predatory at some point that you spend so much time thinking about it, you know. And I think yeah. that that's like a really visceral example of like the same thing for women. Like, it feels predatory that like you spend so much time thinking and like obsessing even about this issue that has no effect on you. Like, and that's, like, the problem with, like, these, like, antiquated, like, religious values, you know? Um, I don't think that there's a problem with religion if you're religious. I just think that you really, like, you need to evolve with the rest of the world here, you know? Like, you can't just stand with one foot in the door, say one thing, and then live, like, a completely separate life. Because, like, those antiquated values, unless you're, like, fucking Amish, don't even, you you can't even live up to them in the modern-day world, you know? Like, and, it like, the rules just can't be convenient for you. And, like, you decide what women do with their bodies, but, like, if you get raped, you just get an abortion because, what, you know, like that's that that's the only ending like avenue. Like everybody cares about projecting their values onto somebody else until they need the help that they're trying to deny people, you know? Yeah. And it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Um yeah, it's really bizarre. And it does it uh, most things come from come from men. Um like most limiting limiting beliefs and stuff uh well limiting laws and stuff um come from men and one so there is uh naral is um uh a reproductive rights organization with 2.5 million members in the u.s but i want to talk about the bridget alliance which um we shared a post war on women is doing a a fundraiser for them Uh, the bridget alliance supports people across the country who have to travel for abortion care and um it endeavors to comply with the law of states in which it operates so um everything they're doing they're doing in accordance with the law to protect the the women that they are serving and um it really uh uh so in our Instagram story, I shared a post. It was uh, War on Women is doing a fundraiser for them. The shirt that you can buy, all proceeds go to the Bridget Alliance. Um, the shirt is a hand with a grenade inside someone's vagina. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty badass. And um, so, yeah, just wanted to share their work with people. And I kind of lost my train of thought on that. Um, <laughs> it's hard. We apologize this week, everybody. Um, this 
conversation wasn't planned. Um, normally we have a little bit better idea of the topics that we're going to be discussing, but obviously this hit everybody like a fucking punch in the face. So we're a little shaken up just like, you know, <laughs> I think thousands yeah. and thousands of other people are. <laughs> yeah. I now remember, um, I just heard this story on NPR about this really cool lady who like organized basically like a directory of uh, doctors out of the country doctors that they, you know, vetted to the best of their abilities, doctors and specialists that would perform abortions. And, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, women use that service for, I think like, decades you know like it was just like are you pregnant like here's where you can go out of the country to like have safe legal abortions um because women don't know what what questions to ask you know like um what is the difference between a specialist and a doctor and it went really well until this one dude you know raped two women that came to see him and then he did get removed from the list and the list you know was still used um I just heard that story today and I thought, oh, how timely that like the Bridget project helps people, you know, travel across state lines yeah, or maybe sure. even out of the country. Um, I also like, go ahead. Oh, sorry, just to, just to um, speak to what you were just saying. Um, we refer to when we say women, we refer to women, you know, I think it kind of comes with the connotation that they're they're grown women, but a lot of the time, I remember that so many of the women, like you said, you were 17 when you got your first abortion. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. women are young women. It's not just like this is a bunch of adults making these choices. You know what I mean? Like you're barely an adult at that point. Like how do you, how could you possibly care for another child when you're still a child? You know. Yeah. And I do want to point out like this dude and I, we were in a long-term relationship just for anyone who's like, you shouldn't be, you know, like having sex until marriage or with anything like, like we literally thought we were going to get married to each other when we got pregnant. And, you know, like, I mean, that doesn't even matter. Like if you want to have casual sex, have casual sex, like it's, it's fine. You know, like you shouldn't be punished for whatever happens. Um, like you shouldn't bear the weight of having to raise a child because you wanted to have casual sex, right? That is not an appropriate punishment for casual sex. Um, and if you think <laughs> or of premarital all of the, sex, all of the decisions that you make when you're that young, you know, like if I think about the fucking tattoos that I would have gotten, you know what I mean? <laughs> if, and like just the, the ones that I did get for fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's so much life ahead of you beyond like this time where they're expecting you to just make this decision. And that's not only going for like young women, like that's even women in their thirties, you know, like there's still so much life ahead of you that you don't have to feel like is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't, yeah. you don't have to be pregnant. You know what I mean? It's just because for me, I have never, you know, been pregnant or had a pregnancy. Well, I've had pregnancy scares, I guess most people have, but, or most women have, I should say. Um, but, you know, I think. I'm sure for men, it's pretty scary too. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> most people. Um, but, you know, I think like for me, 
the way that I always thought about it was that that would just be, that would just suck. You know what I mean? Like that would just be such a fucking bummer because of the way that I like to live my life. And like, if I already think of a child as being such a fucking bummer, you know, like obviously like I'm not going to be a very good parent, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, and if you share that, but like you think sex is pretty cool, but like children are a bummer. Like I'm right there with you, dude. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have to be punished for that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like some, like I said earlier, I just want to call back to that. Like some, some women just don't have, they just don't have that mindset and that's fine. You know, like you, it doesn't make you less of a woman or a fucking jerk or, you know, like whatever selfish or whatever, like you are who you are because like, we really need to, what we, I think what we really need to start looking at here when we look at these like gender roles and we look at like these, like the segregation between genders and the double standards and things like that, is that like that, all of that should be done away with and people should be thought of as people. Yeah. And wholly just human beings, you know, regardless of like gender. Um, and I think, you know, we're starting to see positive change in that through like all of the different, like, we're, you know, it's starting to be more recognized that like gender is fluid and that there's all different kinds of genders out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or lack of gender, you know, but yeah. like, oh, I was just going to say, you know, like, I think it's, it's all really positive for the fact that like, yeah, just stop caring about people's sexuality or like what they have in their pants or whatever. And just start looking at people as like human beings that are human beings, just like you, you know, like, yeah. Oh, well, I think that's great wisdom. Um, I was going to say on science Friday, uh, I think last week, um, there was a story they discovered like this mushroom, this one type of mushroom had like five over, it was over 500 genders. Right. Um, and their takeaway was like, oh, I guess those mushrooms like to have a lot of sex. haha. And I was like, I think the takeaway should have been that there is so much more than the gender binary that people have constructed. Yeah. Or that mushrooms are maybe just fucking mushrooms. (laughs) They're all pretty fucking rad. (laughs) Mushrooms are like the coolest thing ever, by the way, for anybody listening. If you haven't looked into mycology, you should. They're fucking fascinating. Um, But still, you know, like, yeah, exactly. So maybe the mushroom's just a fucking mushroom and stop worrying about, you know, it's 500 genders or... (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah that that makes me think about like do things we create have agency and like you know when so a dude also invented the epidural and it was because he didn't want his wife or other women to suffer through the process of childbirth um taking it all the way back to our conversation about like like when we were talking about suffering um Mm -hmm. and so that's why you know if you uh do decide to give birth and you do want pain medication it exists because a man did not want you to suffer um or his wife to suffer and i um 
shit, I lost it again. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't have a structure for this uh, week again. Just like be patient while we while we process our thoughts in real time. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, just hang out for an hour and some minutes and feel outraged with us, you know? Yeah. And just feel that catharsis or feel like you're not alone, you know, because, I mean, obviously you're not. You've seen social media, everybody. But, you know, like, it's just, there's so much to unpack. Um, being a woman is scary. Um, it, it always has been. And yeah. it ebbs and flows with, like, your personal freedoms, which is fucking bizarre. Um, I know that, you know, in first world countries, we obviously have it a lot better than a lot of women on the planet. And we need to remember, you know, that, these rights should be rights for everybody and not just Americans. <laughs> um, and yeah. Be actively working towards that. Um, but, you know, as, as far as it goes right now with the issue being raised in our own country with like the communities and the, you know, that we are a part of, um, there's going to be lots of protests coming and, you know, I'd say get out to those protests, you know, um, there's, there's going to be lots of opportunities coming to be a part of this fight. And, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's the takeaway for everybody here today, right? It's just like, guys, let's fight this. Yeah. We see you listeners in Germany, Jamaica, Japan, UK, Mexico, Slovenia, and Australia. Shout outs to you and uh, like, you know, thanks for standing with us in solidarity as we're going through like this time of like crisis for women, women's bodies. Um, and so the thing I was going to say is, you know, like you were talking about don't put things on mushrooms because they're mushrooms and it yeah. like <laughs> There's a lot of people attributing agency who have always attributed agency to contraceptives, right? Contraceptives are bad. Contraceptives right. do things, you know, but like they don't because they're things or, you know, yeah, well, they don't. Um, I don't know. From, <laughs> from <laughs> my academic theoretical perspective, I go back and forth on it. Like we don't make things with an intended agenda. We don't make things with, with, specific agency built into them that they can function on their own, you know? And so like a lot of it is what people put in there. Um, but like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird when you, you project things onto people to make them like, like comic book villains. Like there's like somebody in a lab making contraceptives thinking like, now I can defeat the Christians or, you know, <laughs> like, like, or like even like the devil, like the devil's down in hell, like pumping out fucking condoms and being like, ah, ha, ha, no more kids for anybody. Like, ah, I love that. Know. I mean, like, it's not real, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so weird how we do that, but that's what I'm saying. Like these people who, are actively working so hard to control other people and to control other people's bodies and other people's choices. Like get a fucking hobby, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. do, do something, try harder 
to fill your time because like you're caring about a lot of shit that like you should not care about and just because like you have like some increment of success with it does not make it like like worth fighting for like just you know dude stop like stop trying well i don't understand like trying to control other people especially trying to control people's bodies is just so bizarre and like i don't understand why that's like a trend in the united states right now um in terms of just like i mean i do understand but it just sucks it just sucks like guys we all just went through a fucking pandemic and that was i mean we made it political which was fucking stupid because yeah. you know illness isn't political but like that just speaks to what you were saying about like our ability to project agendas onto things um but you know we all just went through four years of shit like why would you automatically snap back to like caring about like to caring about like these issues that are so like if it doesn't directly affect your life and like or harm the people around you maybe just like put it the fuck down <laughs> you know like <laughs> take up knitting i don't fucking know but like yeah. it's just i just it's so bizarre that we would even try to tackle this issue right now yeah um yeah i mean you- honestly what's up oh i was gonna say do you want to talk about the song lyric now that we um it? yeah so Beta Motel by Crass. Uh, this is a pretty famous song. Anybody who knows the band Crass knows this song. Um, the lyrics are incredible. You know, they're they're beautifully written. Um, and I, I apologize because they do speak, you know, heavily to uh, biological women. Um, but... I think it's something that we can all kind of share in. So we decided to use a line from Cross's Beta Motel this week. Uh, the lyrics are, these wounds, they furrow as they heal. I've traveled them. They're red and real. I know them well. They're part of me, my birth, my sex, my history. Um, I, I just want to remind everybody that like, the wounds that we carry as women or anybody who's been persecuted by the ideas or the construct of gender, you know, like that's, they're all our birth, our sex, our history, you know, they're ours. And um, nobody gets to control that, you know, Um which is why we chose that lyric this week anyway. Um, <laughs> honestly, my little brain is just so exhausted right now. I think <laughs> Alicia also feels that today. Yeah. Um, I do want to take this time to remind you that um, we are on stolen land of the Kingdom of Hawaii, which was uh, given to the United States, and they occupy this land um, illegally without a treaty. If you live in Arkansas, California, Connecticut, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, uh, there's a pretty long list of states, and we'll put it on our Instagram, actually. It'll be shorter for me to share it. Yeah, um, it's 30, 30 states. You can order abortion pills by mail for around $110, um, and they want you 
they want to remind you that you don't have to be pregnant, but you do have to show ID. Um, these websites are aidaccess.org or plancpills.org. That's amazing. All right, dude, you have anything else you want to talk about today? Can can you talk about anything else today? Can anyone no. talk about anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty emotionally exhausting. But um, yeah, I think that's about it on my end. What about you? Anything? Last thoughts? No, you know, just... Um, just fuck <laughs> you know yeah keep on fighting like <laughs> yeah guys i mean you know if there's ever a time to like keep that like punk rock spirit alive it's right now um so like like we mentioned you know a couple times in this episode please reach out to us if you have anything to add anything to say just want to talk about your experiences we'd love to hear from you um and yeah have a great a great night or try to i guess yeah, you can email us at outonanislandpodcast at gmail.com or check out our Instagram for any links to reach us anywhere and listen on most streaming platforms. All right. Okay, good night. <laughs>